Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Syria, let me say the word radio properly. Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers and your podcast. Download the podcast. That's always good when our podcast numbers are good, which they are. Guys, um, the Cowboys and the Saints kicked off week 13, but it, it, capped a, a, it capped off a busy day in the NFL. Good morning, by the way. For, for the 12th time. Yeah, for the Good nine morning. o'clock. The Happy nine, nine o'clock episode. hour. Happy nine o'clock hour. Top it of the hour. It looks nice and bright and sunny out there. Think I can get another tan? It's gonna be warm today. Like what, yesterday. What's oh. warm? Forty-eight degrees. <laughs> yes. Now, forty or fifty degrees is warm. This is this is the this is the worst part about the cold weather in New York. It's not even the cold weather because you can always like battle Jack Frost and feel good about winning that, right? You bundle up. It's. That you can't get any color, man. I start to get to be a like I see Casper. it on I see it on ESPN. I see it on ESPN too. I start to get to be a like a greenish, sallow kind of sickly looking. Oh. In other words, what you're saying is you can see a lot of things on ESPN too when we're on television and our monitors because I look really purple from getting because <laughs> you've of been sun. in Cali. Yes, you've been. It's apparent you've I'm been in purple. California. No, you worry. You're not going to say it. I get it. I'm saying it. <laughs> Not even right. I should be the one getting the tan, and you should be in the cold weather. I don't know, man. I don't know. As soon as sun hits me, no matter where I'm at, I can literally be in the sun for five damn minutes, and I change up just. I like just that. change color quick. Yeah, I tan easily. But too, I'm very when I'm in the sun. But I'm that's like because a, I'm starting from a, from a I'm a real point. reddish. I get to be reddish dark though. I don't, you know, hmm. I'm not like one of them Is smoke Indian, Indian. That you no, have in it's not. It has nothing to do with that. I just, it's just, I don't know. It's something. With the sun in my skin, I'm, but it makes me glow like shiny, and I kind of have <laughs> a makes, certain look. Sun just makes you feel good too. You I know? know it's dangerous. You need sunscreen and all that, and the, I get it. But outside. we evolved on Earth sunscreen. under the sun the whole time. I mean, it makes you See, feel I don't good. Use sunscreen? Yeah, I never yeah, have. I can't. I didn't used to. I have to now, or or I get all red and everything. I got look to. like a lobster. Yeah, just as I got older, I don't know. Maybe I was in the sun too much without it, but yeah, I have to now. Anyway, that's that's the kind of talk you get on the East Coast this time of year. Adam Schefter on SportsCenter with the uh, great L. Duncan reported this about what happened with Antonio Brown. The league, the investigation from the NFL and the NFLPA turned up that Antonio Brown brought a fake vaccination card to training camp, although he was uh, warned about it and then quickly vaccinated shortly thereafter. So it's a three-game suspension. Because he shows up at training camp with a fake vaccination card. <laughs> and I know. Then, it's a, you don't want to laugh, but it's like, come on, man. A.B. You know, Jay, I think you made the point in the first hour of the show that, like, you know, the Super Bowl seemed to wash away any beef people had mm-hmm. with A.B. There's no, there's no tonic like that. There's just no had disinfectant his head down. like that. He lived with Tom Brady. And you won. He was just doing it the right way. He won a championship. Won a championship. He's like, That's man, what people I start remembering. We were having conversations. They're like, guys, when's the last time we heard something about AB? Nothing like, bad. And he away. shows up with a fake vaccination card. Now, he only wound up getting three games. Guys, I'm with that, and I'll tell you why. Because when someone took him aside and said, yo, AB, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, crazy? He went and got vaccinated. 
Now, I know that doesn't take away the fact that he messed up in the first place, but I do think it's important to show people, to set an example, look, it's never too late to do the right thing. We are going to show some leniency in the punishment because you did the right thing. Here's three games, like, for example, instead of the rest of the season. I like it. I think it was appropriate. I think they got it right. It's it's funny, though, um, because it it doesn't really matter to me if he missed the whole season, half the season, no season. What, it, that, that, that's not really – I don't really care about that. What I care about is the continuous mistakes that he continuously puts himself in, the bad decisions, the choice of decisions. When you have a history of problematic things that come into your universe, I mean, I could run a whole list off. But the, the, the cryo chamber with the feet in overseas in Europe, the videotaping of the, the, the speech, which part? The cryo chamber. Cryo chamber, yeah. The videotape of the coach's speech in a locker room that you put on a social media when he's talking about not doing certain <laughs> things on social media. <laughs> it's like one thing after another, the, 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 the alleged not paying your chefs. It, the the throwing of the chair out the 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 condo windows in furniture out in Miami. I forgot about that one. The beating up of the moving company guy. Just all the different things. So you're never going to get the benefit of the doubt. Know what else? Know what else? Here are two of them that tell you something about AB. He put something on social media with one of his with with an ex, right? That and he also put one on social media about Juju Smith Schuster. This is what bothered me about it. Any sane person would look and be like, yo, A.B., that makes you look bad. He thought it made him look good. So clearly his, like I said before, Jay, clearly his decision-making and choices in which he does these things, he never, he just doesn't comprehend what's going on. Because if it's me, I would know I have a jacket. And the chances of me getting away with trying to get a fake vaccination card, walking you to it. It's like, here's one for you. I'm going to go through the airport with a loaded gun knowing damn well I'm walking through the scanner. Like, you got to be a damn fool to think that that's okay and you know it's in your bag. And they're going to be looking at you. And you're going through with a scanner. Like, you know that they're going to check your bag. Who was it? No. Wait a minute. Who was it? You got to be a damn fool. It's like Mm -hmm. A.B. though, Max. Basketball, you know basketball player? they're going to be looking at you because you're not the type of person that would just go to a doctor and get a vaccination. Dude, there's a perfect analogy. Wait, you just said it. It triggered it in my brain. There was someone, I forgot which sport, going through an airport, had weed in a thermos. Now, was understand, a basketball player. It was in New York. It was at LGA. I forget understand, the they yeah. have to check the liquid containers. He put it in a container that they had to check. Like, it's something like that, right? They're yeah. going to be looking at yes, you. Yes, they're going to be looking at you because your history shows that you do things that make people look at you and don't trust your judgment and those sort of things. So the moment that you get someone telling you, hey, that's probably not a good idea, and then you go and get the vaccination, fine. But what you could have done to save yourself all this trouble was just say to yourself, I'm not vaccinated, I want to play football still, and follow the protocols 
It's just that. It's that That's simple. simple. Max, the guy you were talking about was D'Angelo Russell. It was yeah, D'Angelo yeah, Russell. Yeah, Russell. And by the way, you know why it reminds me of it, Jay? Because D'Angelo had a bunch of issues with the Lakers doing some stuff that showed Poor judgment to be kind, right? That's why he was in Brooklyn, yeah. It's why he Brooklyn. was in Brooklyn. Then he gets to Brooklyn. It's like, yo, D'Angelo, think things through. See, two things. Number one, I really wonder who A.B. has around him to help him make sound decisions. Because as soon as this whole thing came up, whoever those people are, that's like, yo, A.B., you can't do that. You can't afford to do that. So first off, who's in his circle? Number two, guys, I, I, I think – falsifying a vaccination card warrants more than three-game suspension. But I really have a hard time believing in anything warning from a suspension perspective that the NFL does. I really do. Like, I, I just – there are a lot of times, like, I watch these things, I'm like – and I can go through the litany, I won't do it. Um, but there are a lot of questionable decisions when I see the league, when they come down on things like this, where I'm like, all right, like, that's the right thing. Yes, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't really trust in the NFL doing the right thing when it comes to these type of suspensions. Some of, some of the things are a little weird because they really didn't, I mean, they didn't, they fined Aaron Rodgers, but they didn't suspend him. him. Even though he didn't come up with a fake vaccination card, he kind of misled, which to me in the end of the day is all kind of the same thing. Only one is a federal offense opposed to not being a federal offense, but the feds handling that, not the league, but you still – deceive the league by saying you were what was immunized. immunized. It's just like, yeah, so they, they pick and choose how they want to do exactly. certain things. Back to A.B., though, I don't know that he knew the protocol rules from the NFL. I don't know that. I don't know that he did. I'm assume that he – let's assume that he didn't know. He guys, how I'm going to assume can, that he – Why would he have a fake assume, card if he didn't – No, we, meaning, meaning – when okay. I say meaning assume, like he didn't know – that if you had a fake card, that you would be disciplined, suspended, and it would be a federal case, mm. potentially. I don't know that he knew that. I think I would think that he just thought, oh, I get a card signature, like everybody else out in the normal public. You know how many fake cards are out in the public? Yeah, a kid with a fake ID. Man, it's all tight. Yeah, it's but this people is Antonio, running around left and right. This is Antonio Brown, though. This is not, like, you're just not some kind of Joe Schmo off the street that gets caught. You know, like, you're Antonio Brown. You're a big star. Yeah, it's the type of thing where if it was a college kid or whatever and they weren't a fake ID, but if they'd been in trouble 50 other times, he'd be like, maybe don't do the fake ID. Maybe you don't do the fake ID. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go from the NFL to the college game. They're playing the 85 Bears. And so if their offensive line doesn't get a lot better. You see the iPad. You see Alabama struggling, kind of hobbling in after the Iron Bowl. Then what we've seen so far, Bryce Young better get ready to run. David Pollock with us now. This is George's fight song for for Pollock, who early on in this year said, hey, this defense might be better than any defense I was on, any defense I've ever seen, period. And David, you might have been right. Interesting fight song. Man, it's, it's first of all, it's a great fight song. Second of all, no, it's, it's, it's filthy. It's, it's the dirtiest thing I've seen. You know, you want to know a good stat. If Georgia leads the nation in scoring, uh, scoring defense, if you doubled it, they still would lead the nation in scoring defense. Oof. That gives you an idea of how dominant these dudes are. You, you talk about the defensive front seven. Six of the seven guys will be first or second round draft picks. Like, it, it's a filthy group, man. And, and then it's, it's also 
a good team. I mean, you look at the offense, you look at the defense, the offense, you know, there's not a standout running back, but they got three guys that are putting up great numbers. You know, there's not a standout wide receiver, but you got a bunch of guys that have stepped up and made plays. So um, it's been a special year so far, but here's what I know as an, as an ex-Georgia player, as a Georgia sports fan, we got a lot of scars, bro. We got a lot of scars. We've been here. We've done that. We've had leads. Like, um, so I don't think there's any Georgia fan that are going, oh, yeah, this is, this is it. This is going to be a beatdown. I think this will be a very competitive good game. And so when you say very competitive good game, David, I go back to the Tennessee game, and in particular the first half against Tennessee. Tennessee gave them all they could handle. And I question and I worry about Georgia's defense really being tested by a potent offense because I think Alabama's offense is still potent. And that secondary in Georgia is not, I believe, as good as advertised. Yeah. I would say that it's not elite. Um, you know, there's a bunch of guys back there, I think, that are really good football players, but it's not a secondary that's like locked down or even, you know, like last year when they had basically two first round corners. Um, but you say that about Tennessee and it was 41 17. You know, like, I think we've, we've seen that, but, and, and listen, they'll drive the football some, um, but the problem is, can you get, can you get sevens in the red zone, which they don't give up, you know, and they don't, Alabama's a team, if Alabama doesn't change who they've been throughout the whole season, which you know, as well as I do, you can't really do that in a week. If they don't change who they are, they're not going to come in here and have success because they're right tackle and center. They're rotating back and forth. Not good. Um, their offensive identity and who they are, they don't know who they are. Um, what they should be is an under-center team that can play action and have some success, but they're not. They don't run the football great. Um, their chance is defense. And, you know, Georgia's, Georgia's got the best tight end room in the country, and it's not even close. They got the best guy, period, Brock Bowers, who's a super freak. Um, he's been unbelievable. And then they got Darnell Washington, and they got Fitzpatrick. They got three tight ends that could play for just about anybody in the country. So I think that the matchup is the two tight end sets, the three tight end sets where Georgia feasts on everybody. Alabama's really good. They're second in the country at, against tight, two tight end sets. They don't let you just line up and pound them. They got a good plan for that. They're more when you motion, when you shift, when you throw the ball, you can create explosive plays. David Pollock, ESPN college football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. DP, I got to ask you, so – if Alabama were to lose this game and they would have two losses, what else would need to occur for them to actually have a chance to be in the CFP? I don't – listen, okay, so we're going to talk – UC would have to lose to Houston. Um, you're going to talk – Oklahoma State would have to lose uh, to Baylor. Um, you're going to talk – Notre Dame can't lose, by the way. That's impossible because they're not playing this weekend. I mean, that, that's the chance. You're, you'd have to see – you know, those kind of upsets. And still, I still don't know that that – I mean, Michigan would have to lose to Iowa. So every every favorite this weekend would have to go down for them to even be talked about in the conversation. I just don't I – don't, I don't see it. I don't see it regardless. If Alabama has two losses, I don't think there's any way you get them in the, in the playoffs this season. Listen, they haven't been like previous Alabama teams. If you look at um, the last six – years not two years guys not one year the last six years Alabama has played three games that were within seven points they played four this season so this isn't the level of dominance they've had in the past so I don't think it would matter I don't think Alabama if they if Alabama loses they're out of the college football playoff Mm. 
uh, David, if Cincinnati takes care of business, obviously against Houston, you know Houston's eleven and one. That's a you know different conference, AAC, but not a power five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they take care of business, do they do they get do they get a spot? Do they get a spot in the four, or or are they going to be left outside looking in for whatever weird reason? I don't think it's guaranteed. Um, you know, they, they easily could have moved Cincinnati. Um, up over these last, you know, several. So why, weeks. so so they, David, so why even have them there right now? And then if you're not like, what changes between last week and this week? If you got them in the spot well, and they win, okay. So let's evaluate this. So if 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 if, if uh, Georgia wins, if um, or so say say this this scenario right here. If Alabama wins, they're in. Georgia's in. If Michigan wins, they're in. You got one spot left now. So if Oklahoma State beats another top 10 team in Baylor, again, that's three now top 15 wins on their resume. Their resume is better than what UC's done um, to, for the totality of the season, but they're not undefeated. So I think that's the scenario where, you know, they, they got to cheer against Alabama um, because that, I think that's the biggest hurdle for them not making the CFB. But, you know, if it came down to Oklahoma State and Cincinnati – we have precedence for this, actually. If you go back to 2014, TCU was in the mix. They were in the top four last ranking. What happened? Um, you know, Ohio State wins. Ohio State wins the Big Ten. Ohio State jumps them. TCU's on the outside looking in. So I don't think that it's a it's a foregone conclusion. But if UC handles its business, I, I do. I think UC is going to be in the college football playoffs. All right. So Dave, the Heisman Trophy is still up for grabs. Who do you see as the favorite coming into this weekend? I got no clue, bro. None. I mean, I, it's I, wild. So dark. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a crazy year. Um, it's, it's interesting that it takes this much um, for everybody to actually consider a defensive guy because it's kind of like there's not a think about it. There's the, the Georgia team is a team. There's not an, an individual at quarterback or at running back that is or wide receiver or somebody that's really like killing it. So, so they're not, you know, they're not considered, you know, Alabama's struggling more than normal. Ohio state's got two losses. Michigan doesn't have a guy that you point to. So it's a strange year because most of the time people don't vote for outstanding player. Like you're supposed to people vote for the best player on the best team or the team that's doing great. It drives me absolutely bananas. Um, but this is a year. Will Anderson very much in the mix. Aiden Hutchinson in the mix. Both those guys, defensive players. To me, Kenneth Walker is has been a player that I've looked at throughout this season, the totality of the season. The dude's a stud. Um, so he's still in the mix, you know, for me on my ballot. But I think it, this is a game that if Bryce Young goes out and, and beats Georgia yeah. and plays phenomenal, he's he's got a chance to make a statement. But everybody who has an opportunity that, that I just mentioned that has an opportunity this weekend to show out, those guys have an opportunity to go win this thing. So, so this this is the last weekend that people get an eye on anybody. Yes, okay. yeah, this is the last weekend. Then you have to have your Heisman vote after the championship weekend. Okay. Hmm. So now listen, Key. There's some people that's already voted, which drives me crazy as a voter. I'm like, what the heck are you doing, dude? Like, let's let's finish the season out before we start voting. I want to mm. I want to come full circle with you, uh, David, because early in the year you were on this Justin terrific new show on ESPN, <laughs> 2 p.m. Eastern. Is this still a new show? And, is it still and, new? Yes, three months. <laughs> three no, months. Almost, almost three months. It's very new, very new. So, uh, David, and you early on were like, this might be the best college defense of all time, right? Do you and you just mentioned yeah. six guys out of maybe seven in the front seven who were maybe first or second round draft picks? Filthy, right? You look at the numbers. Do you still feel? 
that this could be, I guess, what's, what's the grade? Alabama from, what, 2011 or something like that? There are a bunch of them. I, I, yeah, I get, yeah, I get what Pollock is saying, but there's a lot of teams. But do you feel that way? Do you still feel, David, they could maybe be the best defensive football? I mean, listen, they'd have to win a championship to do it, and going undefeated would be even better. But do you think they're still in contention? 100%. And, and maybe, maybe let's not go best. Let's just go most dominant. I mean, because if you want to go by the numbers, that, that's that's something that this team is going to hang their hat on. Um, also, you took a, a first-round pick off of this roster because he got in trouble in an off-the-field situation that's not even playing. So, yeah, that's right. you know, Adam Anderson got kicked head. off the team Oof. late in the season. So you got to you take that into account, too, of how um, dominant they've been. Listen, it, it's dominant. Nobody's – people have had limited success against this unit, but nobody can score. Nobody can do – um, to can put up great numbers. Nobody's put up more than seventeen guys. Yeah, I mean, when you is... when you hit me with the forty one seventeen, see, I watched the first half of that Tennessee game, and I was like, oh yeah, they might pop them. And then I turned it back on. It was forty one seventeen. It was like, oh well, okay. So and much that's for that. It, they just key. They just supplicate you, man. They just they make you earn everything you get. And if you want to, you know, the, the tempo. That's why I think Alabama needs to come out with a little tempo because the tempo did bother Georgia early, and you could see Tennessee drove down and had success. But then everything Tennessee got was just earned. And they're going to make you – and, you know, to go the length of the field key consistently without a penalty, without a negative play, without a sack, uh, yeah. it's just – it's hard to do. And, and they do that. They make you earn it every single – and here's the thing. Another thing about this defensive unit that stands out to me. So you've already got two elite minds with Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning, who's up for jobs every single year. Two of the best minds in, on the defensive side of the football – Guys, they added Will Muschamp this offseason. That can't be understated at all. You bring in another guy who's seen absolutely every offense, has had to answer to every offense by himself for years and years and years. They got three defensive minds that rival anybody in college football in one room. Yeah, it's it. And listen, that's David Pollock on the Goodyear Hotline making some good points on that Georgia defense all year. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Guys, I know just from my own kind, maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment. If they win the championship and that defense, I, I'm, I think I'm going to say that's the best college defense I've seen in football. Like, I think of the 84 Hoyas for basketball, maybe. Like, those are just the team. I think of the Tampa team you were on that won the Super Bowl key, the Baltimore yeah, my, Ravens my, my, team. Like, see, some teams just I, you stand Hur- out. out. Miami Hurricanes with Ed Reed and them dudes. No doubt. Ridiculous. Warren Sapp and Ray Lewis and them dudes. I mean, it's, it's some defenses uh, but, but, that – but everyone has their own teams that they see, and they go, oh, that was the one. And this Georgia – I mean, I can go all – yeah, I don't want to go back in history, but – Maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment. they just been like – Yeah, the Ronnie, wow, Lott, the Ronnie Lott defenses at USC was crazy. A Steelers Super Bowl champion is calling for Big Ben to go to the big bench. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, okay, J. Okay, Will, and Max. Okay. Presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. It has been a week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. First, they got destroyed Blitzed. by the Cincinnati Bengals. Then, Chase Claypool, the wideout, asked for music to be played at practice to make it more fun. And Mike Tomlin uh, felt very sympathetic toward that idea and said, hey, yeah, maybe we should play music. No, no, that's not what Mike Tomlin said. <laughs> that's not what Mike Tomlin said. <laughs> he said, uh, Claypool, you, <laughs> you focus on playing wide out, focus on coaching. That's a good division of labor. Anyway, Ryan Clark said on Get Up on Monday, he does not recognize the Steelers, and Tomlin sort of agreed. Well, now RC is saying that the team's future Hall of Fame quarterback needs to find a new spot. I think it's hard to bench a legend. I think that's a very difficult thing to do. We saw that happen in New York with someone drafted in the same draft class in Eli Manning. I owe my Super Bowl ring to Ben Roethlisberger. With all that being said, time is up. It's time to move on. It's time to see what else you have in that locker room. And if you don't have something better in Mason Rudolph, if you don't have something better in Dwayne Haskins, then it's your fault, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's your fault for starting this season with the quarterback room looking the way it is. But for what it is right now, Big Ben can't take you to a Super Bowl. Big Ben can't help this team be better. Big Ben can no longer help the people around him grow. It's time for Big Ben to take a seat. Before we even get to the uh, validity of that remark, right, and analyzing it, he starts out, RC starts out by saying, it's hard to bench a legend. Guys, did you have any thoughts? First, as soon as I heard that, I thought, yeah, it's so hard to bench a legend that maybe if you're the head coach, you need to take aside a former uh, top player of your own who's now in the media and say, I'm gonna need, I might need a little help with this one. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that RC, and I'm not going to ask Ryan Clark this because we, I'm asking, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I wouldn't want to put RC in that position. Spreading? But that's the first thing that came to my mind was he, he's helping out coach here because it is going to be hard to bench Roethlisberger, but they got to take a look at what they got. No, if he – coach didn't tell him I need a little bit of help. If anything, he's probably – because of the relationship, maybe he's had conversations that made him feel like they're headed in that direction at some point in time, which means like, man, I don't know what to do with this dude, you know <sighs> – you know, Ryan, man, we 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 up against it. You know, I got to play this kid. You know, he's not giving us the best chance to win, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bench him. It's just, you know, let's let's see how it goes. Maybe that's the conversation. And then Ryan, on his own, takes it and says, "It's time to bench Big Ben." Yeah, I said the same thing though, but not right now. That's the whole key. That's I, what it is. The timing once, of it. once we get mathematically eliminated, now I because no matter what Big Ben looks like. I don't need him dropping back 41 times. I can go back to early stages of Big Ben, try and run the football, have him dink and dunk, smoke and mirror, screen it to death. A lot of what a lot of what New England is doing with Mac Jones and a lot of what early Russell Wilson did in Seattle. That's what I would have to do over the next several games and let Ben play and see if he can hold the fork together until we are mathematically eliminated. Once we are mathematically eliminated, then I got to look at Dwayne Haskins because I already know what Mason Rudolph is. 
I need to see Dwayne in live, regular action with real bullets flying. Ain't got that many the weeks. preseason. But Jay, here's the thing about but the timing. But you're gonna be mathematically eliminated like soon. That's like, the thing in about, a week. That's the thing about the timing, Jay. RC was excellent on the kind of guy you wanted on your team on the field and in the media business. He's he's excellent in both places, and and nothing he said, Jay, is wrong. Like everyone will come to that conclusion independently. But the timing of it makes you think the Steelers really need to. They're trying to figure out a way to take a look at Dwayne Haskins. There's not that much time left in the season. They'd like to know what they have. I, I just, for, for me, watching a legend, and I, I get that they're doing the right thing by standing by him to a degree. But the question is, I mean, does he give you, it seems like to me internally that Big Ben gives him the best chance to win ball games. I think he does. He get, and, short and, and term, if you're, yeah. And if you're, yeah, short term, but if you're Mike Tomlin, I would have to expect a coach of his stature, which is one of the top coaches in the league, that he sees guys like Dwayne or he sees their backups on a day-to-day basis, Mason Rudolph. He sees them. He sees them. So uh, until he comes out and makes a comment, like I, I'm, that's their decision internally. I hear you, and that was the dangerous spot the Steelers were in. The Steelers were in a dangerous spot because you could see Ben. He never dinked and dunked before last year. All of a sudden, he's dinking and dunking to double-digit wins, right? So you could see where they're like, well, he's going to be the best option we got for now. We think Haskins has some upside. Rudolph at least knows the offense. That's our quarterback room, but as a, th- as a third stringer. But they never really made a solid plan for the future. Let me, let me ask you a question. Future is now. Uh, I understand. Let me ask you this. Hypothetically, how would we react on Monday if Big Ben came in before the game was like, you know what, Coach? I'm stepping down. I want to see you play the young guys. How would, at this stage of his career, how would you react, Max? I, 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 think I, I think I have a feeling on how I know what Key will react. I think. I'm not sure. We'll hear about Key. I'm curious how you would. I would be very impressed, actually. You would be. Yeah, I would, think, mm. I would think like, wow, that is very, very rare that a guy says, you know what? I'm a, pit- I'm, I'm a member of this franchise for life and it's competitive. Like the way I'm saying Nagy's looking out for the franchise with, net, with, with Fields, I would think, damn, Roethlisberger really ain't ever going anywhere but Pittsburgh. Key? Uh, but see, I wouldn't because yes. he's not – doing that bad you can bring that in you don't have to drop him back 41 times you're dropping him back 41 times at this stage of the game you're not going to win very many games do you think they need to find out about what about um about haskins once we are mathematically eliminated eliminated yes so next week who they got? Hold well, on. they got Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Ravens. So yeah, mathematically week. eliminated. So let the Ravens beat them. I, I think. And then, and then, what if they beat the Ravens? Okay, but that, but if the Ravens beat them, then you let. I think it will they be mathematically eliminated? I'm not sure what the math. No, is. they're all, they're 500 right but Max, now. Max, I think it would be. I think it would be negatively reflected upon Big Ben if he said, "All right, you guys go I, with the young guys." Like, I think most not people would take it that right way. Now. I agree. Not at this stage. Oh, right where's now. the competitor? You're still in it right now. But what I'm saying is, the Pittsburgh Steelers will not win a. They didn't win the Super Bowl last year when Ben. No, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. No, but it's not about Super Bowl. Max is about integrity. And not only that, they not. And people don't take coaches are coaching to win. They're not coaching to lose because you, as a fan, want them to lose to get a better pick. They're trying to win. That's why my eyebrows raised when I hear when I heard RC because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Um, does Mike Tomlin want to do this now? That's why my ears pricked up. Wait, does Mike Tomlin want to sit Ben before the end of the year? No, because Mike mm. T wanted to sit him. He'd do it. 
Yeah, we got a lot of former Mike players. Mike T don't give a damn about, about no big beam and no historian and all that and no damn Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> no I have a great relationship with Coach K. Everything that comes out of my mouth it doesn't come from Coach K. It's related to Duke basketball. Oh, no kidding. But the t- that's what I'm saying. No, like, I understand what you're saying. Like you ha- because you have like, to get a look at wa- – at, I keep calling him Watts – at Haskins. you got to take a look at Haskins. Look, there are people, including uh, who uh, Mike, Mike T. Mike T was like, I think he still has high upside. I remember coming out of college. Like, think about Haskins for a second, guys. He played one year as a starter at Ohio State, right? One year in college. And he was awesome that year. And not only that, he got better and better as the year went on. Then he's immature. He messes up in the NFL. But there are evaluators who are still saying, mm, this kid can throw the ball. He can spin it. So don't you really need to find out if you're the Steelers before you, you make your plan in the offseason? Well, you're going to still make a plan in the offseason regardless. But, yeah, you need to find out what he is once you are mathematically eliminated. What if that's the last game of the season? No, you'll know. You'll know. Because if you're mathematically eliminated the last game of the season, guess what? That means you won a whole lot of games from here on until the last game of the season. That means you are right there getting ready to win the division. That's the whole problem with Tomlin. He's always going to make sure his team is too competitive. Man, well, you want to win. Exactly. for the future. It's a good thing. If I'm, if I'm waiting until the last game of the year before I'm mathematically eliminated, that means I'm sitting in the sixth, seventh spot to win. You know, I'm right there. But you know what it's like in basketball, Popovich? These kind of coaches, you're never going to – like while you still have even a little bit of the old guy, Duncan or, or Roethlisberger or whatever, that coach, that level yeah. coach – is always going to make you competitive. So you're never going to get the high draft pick. You're never going to really make the future plan. And then you turn into the Spurs all of a sudden hmm. after all that dominance. You know what I mean? Like you, you, They have a, ch- a little window here, the Pittsburgh Steelers do, to, to just wiggle out of this thing, find out what they got at quarterback, see if they need to make a move in the offseason. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 
unsportsmanlike. We've been speculating about Sean Payton. Yes, reckless speculation uh, about Sean Payton. And is he going to be in New Orleans next year? Could he go somewhere else? And of course, as a Giants fan, I'm hoping that's the Giants. Here's Mike Greenberg on Greeny, which is coming up in a few minutes here on ESPN Radio, about Sean Payton, mm, let's just say, going somewhere that would make me happy. Listen. He's not going to Dallas because only one person runs the show in Dallas. And I know Sean Payton and Jerry Jones have a friendly relationship. They can buy each other bottles of very expensive wine, whatever that was. Right, Sean Payton's not going there to have Jerry Jones tell him what to do. I, I, I would be stunned by that. But if the New York Giants could offer him total control, he could be the coach and, and, and be the guy who cooks the dinner and picks the groceries and bring one of his guys in there to do the personnel stuff, and they could get Russell Wilson? You could turn that thing around like that. Of course. You could do that. There's no question about it. I think if the, Gob- if the Dallas Cowboys situation was open and he was available, he would certainly entertain it. Having a house in Dallas, coach for the owner, has a res- respect for the owner, you know, some sometimes it's, the owner can tell you it's going to be different. Don't listen to everybody else. It's different with me. You work with me before, blah, blah, blah. Let's push them to the side, put them in the corner, though, the Dallas Cowboys. And let's talk about more of a realistic option because the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy are going to win a division. They're going to go to the playoffs, and they probably make a strong run in the playoffs as they get healthy. The New York Giants are not going to the playoffs, so therefore they won't make a strong run in the playoffs. And the general manager most likely will retire. They probably won't fire him. They can retire him. And then at that time, they have to make a decision on whether or not the head coaches for the future in Joe Judge. Many people think that he's not, but who knows? If if Sean Payton is available and he wants to come back to New York, you give him full autonomy to do whatever he wants to do and you stay out of the way as an owner. You know, you think about the Giants' offensive line's okay. It went from awful to okay. Will Hernandez is a problem, but they have some pieces. Still can't get over that. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I, I, they found him in the second round. I'm like, Will Hernandez is still there in the second round? He's just been awful. But but the, the O-line is not the worst in the game. It's not one of the two or three worst in the game. Okay. Jay, if you bring Sean Payton oh. and Russell Wilson mm. with him and you still have Saquon and all the receivers they signed and you have a pretty good defense, you, by the way, Jay, you might be able to get Russell Wilson for Daniel Jones and a, and a high first-round pick. You still have another high first-round pick to go get a pass rusher. Just like that. The Giants are, are, are back. I mean, not, I mean, you're looking at a team that could contend for a Super Bowl. <laughs> like in a year. Like in a year, a quick turnaround. You're looking at them, you're like saying, okay, right now, if there is questionable coaching, if you're, we're still wondering that about Joe Judge, right? But in the NFC East, they're the second most talented team in the NFC East, right? Behind Dallas Cowboys. I mean, ta- I, I'm thinking about this just from a talent perspective. Like, where are they ranked just from a talent perspective in the entire NFC? Just talent. They got they got some pieces in place. Just talent. Key Green Bay. Would I you think, say Green Bay's more talented than yes, Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Dallas. The Giants Tampa. don't have. They're probably in the middle of the pack in terms of talent. I'd say upper middle. Up, I would say yeah, upper middle. middle, upper middle, middle whatever. Yeah, you yeah like so, in the middle bucket somewhere. Okay, so yeah. for upper middle talent with a high, high end coach. Yeah, and Russell Wilson <laughs> and at Russell quarterback. Wilson. Okay. Yes. All right, now you're in an upper upper. You know, they got yeah. young pieces and slot cover corner and Darnay Holmes. You got a Dory Jackson, the safety. Uh, Kenny Galladay. You got on the offensive side. You got Kenny Galladay. Blake Martinez been hurt all years. Their you best know, linebacker. You got Martinez, the linebacker, get healthy. You got uh, Saquon. 
uh, Lawrence at the uh, the D tackle. You have there Saquon. You got Tony. Um, Galladay. Sterling Shepard. <laughs> Andrew Thomas. I mean, so Ingram is talented. He's just, you know. But, yeah. but, yeah, you could probably do something with Ingram. You probably could move on from him and, and get another tight end in there. But you got enough body of work that you could be effective. But here's the pro- Here's what I would say. It reminds me of a team that I played on in 1996 that we had pieces in place. We had high-level draft picks and free agents. In came Bill Parcells. Now, I look up, and we won game in 1997 away from going to the playoffs. We were in the playoffs if we didn't make a mistake. The next year, we win the AFC Championship game. The entire team felt like we all went to the Pro Bowl. We had Pro Bowl caliber players on our team, but we were not put in the right positions. The guys that were not good, they got rid of. The guys that were good, they kept. So you go from a one-win team to missing the playoffs. Yeah, we went 9-7 and seven that year, I think it was. By a game to yeah. getting to the AFC Championship. Yeah, that's the thing about the NFL, guys. It happens faster than in any other sport. Yeah, it, and it, we made a few pieces changes. That's all we did. We swapped a few little bad pieces out for a few good pieces, and we was like, boom. Boom. Yeah, probably shouldn't have tried that halfback pass. Probably should have. Probably should have tried to have back pass and bring it up with the Lions. What on me? But <laughs> it could be on me. He brought it up week seventeen. They they decided they were leading the Lions. They decided to throw a halfback pass in the red zone on like the seven Leon, yard line, and Leon Johnson oh. threw an interception in the end zone on like the, the seven Lions yard the line. Ball. The Lions got the ball back. Barry Sanders ran for over two thousand yards. Jets missed the playoffs. Yeah, but listen, you did get to the AFC Championship championship game game the next year. It happens fast in the NFL. Giants, Sean Payton, you heard it here first. Sean Payton, please, please come to New York. No, just kidding. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, we will be back Monday. Have a good weekend, boys. And until then, (laughs) thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.